We want to continue on what we talked about last week on how to stay positive in a negative season. It's important for us to remember that and to focus on that because indeed we are living in challenging times. And uh, we mustn't allow ourselves in these times to become negative people and our lives to slip into a negative mindset or a negative attitude and finally slip into the dungeon of unbelief and then we stop believing God and we stop trusting God's word and we stop living by the word of God. We should never find ourselves in that situation. What we must do is to believe what the word of God says. Now, I'm not in any way saying we must make light of where we are. I'm not in any way saying we must necessarily deny where we are at. All I'm saying is that even if we are where we are right now, God is still God and God will take us through. So the first point we saw last week was that we need to place ourselves in a nourishing environment. The first way for you to be able to stay positive, even if the season is negative, is to place yourself in a nourishing environment. We did give some examples of that and and I want to emphasize that We noted when Jesus found people who were in a difficult environment, what he did is to give them his word and to give them his promise. We went into town on that. But this is why I must say to you, I really believe that this time, the season we are in, this is the time really for the church to do what it should do. This is the time, I believe, with all my heart when we should be in churches We should be together. Of course, we have stayed away because of the rapid uh, infections that are there. But if there's a time when we should be gathered together, this is the time. When we've got to be in an environment of church, in an environment of the word, because it's only the word of God that is able to lift up somebody. There's no other institution that can lift up somebody. No other thing that can lift up somebody, only the word of God of the living God. And there's something about the preaching of God's word. There's something about the input of God's word that is able to lift us up. And this is what I believe with all my heart. I want to remind you of Mark chapter 5. You remember that story? This woman who was sick and she had been sick for 12 long years. The Bible says, you know, she, she was not getting better. Instead, she was getting worse. The Bible says, but when she heard about Jesus, that's in Mark chapter 5, 27. When she heard about Jesus, she came in the press behind and she said, if I can only touch the hem of his garment, I shall be whole. Imagine if she hadn't heard about Jesus. Imagine if she didn't have something, some environment that preached something that's different. Yes, it's true. We are losing loved ones. It's true that we are seeing people passing, people losing jobs. All of that is true. But what is also true is that there is a God who can carry you in a time like this one. There is a God who can comfort you, a God who can strengthen you. There is a God who is aware of you. There is a God who wants his word to come into your life. There's something about the word of God when it comes into your spirit. Even if you are in a difficult season, it is able to lift you up in the name of Jesus. 
us. Hallelujah. I hope you are saying hallelujah at home. The choir is saying hallelujah right here behind me. I hope you are able to join them. Number two, we said secondly, we must remember that we are spirit beings. And that it is our spirits that will sustain our infirmity. The Bible tells us that. So we need to therefore desire the word of God and make an input of the word of God. I've got more points to cover. Let's go to number three. Number three, remember that the battle is protracted. All right? It's a long battle. Therefore, continue standing your ground. All right. See, what defeats many people is to think that this thing, it all fell like Ausani. You know, is to think this thing is going to be over now. No, it's not going to be over now. So when you know that when you are going into a race, you know that it's not a hundred meter sprint, but you know that it is a, a hundred kilometer marathon. Once you know it's a marathon, your way of running is different altogether. And I'm hoping that we, we are in this for the long haul. And we are saying, all right, COVID-19, you say you are here. We are going to be here. And we are here to stay. And we will be the last man and the last woman standing. Can I hear a good amen there? Hallelujah. And so we need to do that. Listen what the Bible says in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 13. Paul says, when he tells us to take on the armor of God, he says, therefore... Take up the whole armor of God so that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. So we take the armor so that in the evil day we are able to withstand. Then why fell are And having done all to stand. And having done all to stand. In other words, you must make sure you have done all. Don't do a little. Do all. In other words, throw the kitchen sink, throw hot water, throw the bricks, throw everything at the thing, and after you've done all that, you must still be standing. Hallelujah. The Amplified Bible says, therefore, put on God's complete armor that you may be able to resist and stand your ground on the evil day of danger. Yeah, when the evil day of danger comes, we must be able to stand our ground. Then it says, and having done all the crisis demands to stand firmly in your place. Oh, we are here for the long haul. We are here to fight till the bitter end. We are here to stand and stand and stand and do everything that the crisis demands. Whatever the crisis demands, that's what we will do. Whatever the crisis calls, that's what we will do. God helping us because we're not fighting in our strength. We're not being strong in ourselves. We are strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The music group is not used to being on stage. They see the anointing is stronger up here. So they can say amen on your behalf there at home. Hallelujah. Note in Revelation chapter 2, one of the things that the Spirit of God spoke to the different churches when he addresses them, and it's addressed to you, it's addressed to me. In Revelation 2, 25, he says, but hold fast what you have till I come. <laughs> 
Hold fast what you have till I come. Then verse 26, Iri. And he who overcomes and keeps my works until the end, to him I will give him power over the nations. Hallelujah. It says, he who overcomes and keeps my word till the end. God says, hold on till the end. Bambele, hold on till the end. God wants us to be those kind of people who fight until the bitter end. We're not fighting in our strength. We are fighting in the strength of God. We're not fighting in our own ability. We are fighting in the ability that God provides. We need to be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Can you all say hallelujah? We must battle until the bitter end. We fight until the end. Get into this with that mindset. I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to feel sorry for myself. I am not going to apologize. I'm not going to get tired. If I get tired, I will go to the word. I will listen to the word. I will charge myself up and I will get back into the fight again. Can I hear a good amen? Amen. Number four. Number four. This is a very important one. Refuse to dwell on questions that you cannot answer. You know, as we've heard about people passing on, there are certain people, when I hear they've passed on, I ask myself questions. This person was healthy. This person exercised on Naja Hantle. This was a good Christian. This was this. You just never thought. But they've passed. They've passed. They've passed. Let's avoid asking the question why. Because we can't answer it. Or ask the question, what if? Maybe some of you, you, you feel you may have done something better for your loved one. Maybe you feel you may have taken them to a better hospital. Maybe a more timeous intervention. Maybe I could have done this. Please listen. Listen. Don't crucify yourself with those kinds of questions. It's not going to help you. Or maybe refuse to dwell on questions that you cannot answer. You know why? Because the secret things belong to God. That's what Deuteronomy 29, 29 says. Let's read it together. Let's read it together. It says, the secret things belong to the Lord our God. But those things which are revealed belong to us and to our children forever that we may do all the words of this law. Let me read it again. The secret things belong to the Lord our God, but those things which are revealed belong to us and to our children forever that we may do all the things of the word that are in the law. In other words, make sure You understand what you don't know, what you don't understand. Don't make up a story. Okay? Don't get under pressure to try and explain. I don't know. And I'll never know. Instead, face your reality and say, even if this has happened, I refuse to stay down. Even if this has happened, I refuse to stay down. See, What I like about Paul is that he said, even if things come my way, I refuse 
to stay down even if I don't understand what's going on. I'm going to face my reality. I'm not going to make it like, you know, everything is fine. Mara, even if everything is not fine, I'm not going to allow myself to stay down because I don't understand what's happening. Listen what it says in the book of Corinthians. In 2 Corinthians 4, verse 8 and 9, in the King James Bible, he says, we are hard-pressed on every side. Hey? We are on every side. We are hard-pressed to Shabakamo. Things are not going. You look in this side, things are not going. We are hard-pressed on every side, yet we are not crushed. <laughs> then he says we are perplexed. Perplexed. We are not in despair. Oh, yeah. Verse 9. Persecuted. Mara. We are not forsaken. Struck down. Mara. We are not struck down out. We are not destroyed. The message Bible says, as it is, there is so much chance of that. You know for yourself that we are not much to look at. We've been surrounded and battered by troubles. But we are not demoralized. Yeah. We were surrounded by troubles. We may not be able to explain. We may not be able to get the answers. Mara, we are not demoralized. And this is why we bring this word to you this morning. The word of the living God to say to you, do not be demoralized. Maybe someone is saying to you, you know, yesterday I was with someone who, who said to me, <laughs> and they said it in a very interesting way. Uh, he said, you know, this guy, uh, you know, um, anyhow, it was a, it's a church leader I was with. And the church leader, you know, they've lost some people in the church. And he says, this guy, oh, oh this guy doesn't go to church oh, oh, in his ways. We ask Puse Elanje. This guy, too, oh, Bishop Gudini, Puse Chin. Hey, forgive. And I was just laughing and I said, listen, we may have all the questions. Why cause people in You know what I mean by that. But listen to me. Don't try to even answer those questions. Doesn't make any difference. Whoever you are, God wants your life to be saved. Whoever you are, God loves you just as you are. No matter what you're going through, do not go through a time of being despaired. Note what he says. He says, we've been surrounded and battered by troubles, but we are not demoralized. Then he says, we are not sure what to do. <laughs> Mara, verse 9, but we know that God knows what to do. Even if we don't know what to do, God knows what to do. Then he says, we've been spiritually terrorized. But God hasn't left our side. We've been thrown down, but we haven't broken. Verse 5. Though we accept that there are secret things that we don't know, yet there are truths that we don't know. And so we need to make sure that we understand that we don't allow ourselves to be in that situation. So that's an important thing for us to know. We must refuse to dwell on things that we don't understand because we know that the secret things belong to God. Can I hear a good amen? amen. Let's go to number what? Number five. Number five. Let's understand that having said that the secret things belong to God, yet what we know, the truth that we know, we will hold on to. Even if there's things we don't know, there are things we know. There are questions I can't answer, 
Mara, there are questions that I can answer. I may not be able to explain why this happened, why that happened. But what I can do, I can hold on to the truth that we know. Understand this, what I mean by that. In Hebrews chapter 4, verse 14, listen what the Bible says. It says, seeing then that we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession. For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but in all points he was tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in times of need. I want to focus a little bit on that verse 14. Seeing then that we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession. Let us hold fast our confession. Watch this. Watch this. This is very important. Now go to Hebrews 10 first before I explain something. Hebrews chapter 10. If you have your Bible, just turn there. If you don't have it, I'll read it for you. And trust me, I'm reading from the Bible, all right? Not from First Imaginations chapter 14, verse 11 to 2, okay? So, <laughs> excuse me. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 23. It reads as follows. Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering. Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering. Why? For he is faithful that promised. Ah, oh, my goodness. He is faithful that promised. Now, the word profession in both verses, in Hebrews 4 and Hebrews 10, is the Greek word, if you're writing down, homologia. It's spelled H-O-M-O-L-O-G-I-A. Almost sounds like the word homogenous. Homologia. Homogenous. What that word homologia means, it means acknowledgement. Okay? So let us hold fast the acknowledgement of our faith. It says profession. One says confession. Now, most people, when they hear the word confession, and it says Jesus is the high priest of our confession, the first thing that comes to people's minds is the confessing of sin. Now, even if that's true, but this is not what it's talking about. Jesus as our high priest. Remember what the high priest did. The high priest took the needs of the people before God, the sacrifices of the people before God. Then he tells us Jesus is a high priest, right? We must then hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering. For faithful is he who promised. We must come boldly to the throne of grace. We come with our profession. That word profession in this instance means to say the same thing as. Let us hold fast our homologia, our acknowledgement. We acknowledge through our words that we are everything that God says we are. 
And Mamalang Ere, hold fast. Now, note this. That it tells us to hold fast. It already gives us the understanding that we will be tempted not to hold fast. You'll get to a point where even the things that you believe, you don't want to believe the word of God anymore. You don't want to say what the word of God says because you're surrounded by a negative situation. Are never. Hold on. The profession of your faith because faithful is he who promised. So when we hold on to the profession of our faith, we do so by continually, watch this now, saying about ourselves what the word of God says about us. Why? Because the God that we believe in is a God who never changes. God never changes. God never changes his mind. God never changes his promises. God is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. So it's important for us that we hold on the profession of our faith. Now, we said in the previous verse, there are things that we don't know. Okay, there are secret things that we don't know. Mara, at the same time, Ramona, on this number five, there are things that we know. We know that God loves us. So I will hold on to that confession. We know God is close to us. I will hold on to that confession. We know that God says he has made us to be more than conquerors. I will hold on to that profession. We know that God is able to raise us up in times of trouble. I will hold on to that profession. We know that even if we are hard pressed, even if things didn't push us aquale, we still have room to breathe. I will hold on to that. I will hold on to that by saying it. I will hold on to it by declaring it. I will hold on to it by stating it. Even if there's tears in my eyes, I will hold on to it. And I will keep on saying it. That's what Job did. That's what Job did. That's what Job did. When he lost his family, lost his children, lost his wealth, lost his health. And it's a sad thing because when all that happened, the Bible had already told us what God said about Job. He said, this guy is good. He said, there is no man like him. This man is an upright man. This man, he's doing what's right. Read about Job. He would wake up in the morning and pray for his family, pray for his children. He would offer sacrifice before God. This is a godly man. This is a man who is doing the will of God. But one day Satan had asked from, for him from God. He didn't know that. All he knows is that all I know is I've been doing what's right, but I see everything, everything that I had being lost in a short space of time. He didn't know. He didn't know what's going on. But in that state, he said with his mouth, even if Holy saw, I know that my Redeemer lives. It takes a lot of guts to still acknowledge God in the midst of negativity. It takes a lot of faith to still say what God says, even when everything around you is pointing to the negative direction. It takes a lot of God's child of God to still pray, to still believe God, to still go to church, even when it doesn't make sense. It takes a lot of God's. And that's the kind of people we want to be. Even if I don't know, I will hold fast the profession of my faith. 
I will say the same thing about me that God says about me. I will not change my mind about what God said about me. And I will not be quiet about what God says about me. I will say it and I'll say it and I'll say it and I'll say it. And I will hold fast the profession of my faith. Hallelujah. We shouldn't allow negativity to silence our declaration of who God is. We shouldn't allow it. Seasons that are confusing. Things that we may not understand. I'm sure when Job went to heaven, only then did he understand what was happening. Because remember, when he was being tempted, he didn't know. It's only you and me who read the Bible who understand what happened. It's only you and I who knows what happened behind the scenes. The brother didn't know. All he knows is that I'm living for God. I'm doing what's right. And his friends even told him, why don't you just stop His own wife says, why don't you just curse God and die? Maybe that's what some, some of you have been told by your friends. Maybe that's what they're saying to you. Why are you still living right? Why are you still praying? Just look at them and say, you know what? Even if I don't know, Mara, there are things that I know. And you make a declaration of everything that you know. That verse in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 23, in the Message Bible. Listen how it reads. I love it. It says, let's keep a firm grip on the promises that keep us going. <laughs> Let's keep a firm grip on the promises that keeps us going. And he says, he always keeps his word. I tell you, God always keeps his word. And we will believe him. Number six. Call on God in times of trouble. We're talking about staying positive in seasons of negativity. Call on God in times of trouble. God says, call on me for help. God truly loves you and me because we're his. God loves you. Listen, let me read you some verses. I hope this will encourage you. I hope this will inspire you today. I hope this will help you that even if you're crying, even if you're in tears, that there's something that begins to well up on the inside of your spirit. That even if you have a million questions in your mind, I pray that let a faith arise in your heart. You know, you can still believe God even if your mind doesn't understand. You can still believe God. You can still believe God. Listen what God says. Psalms 50 verse 15. He says, call on me in the day of trouble. And I will deliver you. And you will honor me. That's what God says. In Psalms chapter 91 verse 14 to 16. It says, because he loves me, he says the Lord. I will rescue him. I will protect him for he acknowledges my name. He will call on me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him with long life. I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. God says he will deliver you. He will honor you. He will be with you in the midst of trouble. This is your portion. This is your promise. This is what God says about you. Hallelujah. Psalms 145 verse 18 to verse 20. It says the Lord is near to all who call on him. To all who call on him in truth. He fulfills the desires of those who fear him. 
He hears their cry and he saves them. The Lord watches over all who love him. Jeremiah 33 verse 3. Call to me and I will answer you. And I will tell you great and unsearchable things that you know not. Malachi, Micah 7 verse 7. But as for me, I watch in hope for the Lord. I will wait for God my Savior. My God will hear me. Call upon him. He's listening. God is simply saying, depend on me. Depend on me. We can depend on God in these negative times. We can depend on God even when things seem like they are not making sense. And finally, number seven. God's grace is sufficient to carry you. (laughs) Oh, God. God's grace is sufficient to carry you. I'm just reading a portion here, but I've got to give you the background. In 2 Corinthians 12, Paul is coming before God because in his words, he says there's this messenger of the devil who is buffeting I'm in this situation. I want God to take me out. I want to get out of there now. But the situation seems to be prolonged. It looks like it's a war that's a drawn out war. And I go to God and I ask him for three three different occasions. I'm asking him, but it doesn't look like this thing is disappearing. And finally, when I come to God and I talk to him about it, this is what God says to me. Verse 9, my grace is sufficient for you. For my strength is made perfect in weakness. Then Paul says, therefore, most likely, I will rather boast in my troubles, in my infirmities, so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. He says, verse 10, look, I take pleasure in my problems. I take pleasure in reproaching. I take pleasure in needs, in persecution, in distressing for Christ's sake. You know why? He says, you see, for when I'm weak and I'm strong, when I'm weak, then I'm strong. This is a season for you, a season for me. When we've come to the end of our strength, the end of our knowledge, the end of our understanding, when you've prayed and you don't know what to say anymore, when you've done all to stand and you are standing and standing, but the season is prolonged, this is the time for you, child of God, to say, God, I've done all that you said I must do. Now I live my life in your hands. And God says, that's exactly what I want. I want you to get to a point where I can carry you so that when the season is over, you will look back and say of a truth, when I'm weak, then I'm strong. At my weakest point, that's when I'm the most dangerous. At my most vulnerable season, that's when I'm the strongest because that's the time when God carries me. This is the season for us to learn how God can carry us when we are surrounded by so many things that we don't understand. We don't even have answers for. But I'm here to tell you, God's grace is sufficient for you. God's grace is sufficient for every one of us. God's grace will carry us even in the seasons like this. And I want you to to be positive, even if the season is negative. I want to bring you before God this morning in prayer. Maybe you're listening at home and you say, oh, I realize how much God loves me. I realize how much God cares for me. I want to give my life to him. Maybe 
Some of you, you felt disillusioned. You felt let down by God. You are saying, where are you, God? But you've realized as I've read the word, God has been there all along. God is there next to you. God wants to reach out to you and change your life. This is a time for you to draw closer to God. This is a time for you to say yes to Jesus. Oh, yes. Right where you are, I invite you. If you want to invite Christ in your life, right where you are, you can join me in this prayer. I want to pray with you. Bring you before God. Only He can change your life. Will you pray with me? Follow me in the prayer at home. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, I come to you just as I am. I invite Jesus to come into my heart to be the Savior and the Lord of my life. Come into my heart, Lord Jesus. Change me and make me a child of God. In Jesus' name, amen. Remember, the phone lines are open. 011-983-5700. Call now. They are ready to take your call. Let me pray for you at home. I know many of you have gone through a lot. But just before I pray, I want to encourage you, if you want to help us here in the church through your offerings, please, you can send your offerings on the numbers on the screen. You can do so uh, electronically. And just help us to be able to bring this gospel to you and bring the word to you. But I want to join us in prayer as the music group joins us right now to pray with you right now at home. I know you've gone through a lot. I know this is not an easy time, but I want you to join us in prayer. As the music group stands, they're going to be singing a song. Let me pray for you. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for these, your children. Reach out to them, God. I know some of them, this sermon has brought tears into their eyes. I know some of them have thought about so many things. But God, if only this word can lift up somebody, if only this word can give somebody hope for another day, if only this word can inspire hope in the heart of somebody, oh God, I pray for your children who are going through so much. Let your grace and your love, your mercy and your kindness, let it rest upon them. May the Lord make his face shine towards you. May the Lord raise you up. May the Lord lift you up. May the Lord carry you. And when this season is over, you will be able to say, the grace of God is sufficient for me. Thank you so much for joining with us. Let's join again next week. Remember, even if seasons are negative, God is there to keep you positive. God bless you. Let's meet again next time.